Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and dealing with the challenges and complexity of life in the 21st century. I'm your host Beth and Vincent and each week we explore how people, places and systems can be adaptable and robust in an age of upheaval and constant change. And at the moment we're undergoing a pretty big period of upheaval. It's currently um, April, is it April? It's April. Gosh, time is going slowly and quickly at the moment. It's April 2020, the UK is in the middle of lockdown and things are changing very quickly. The way of life has changed um, immeasurably for most people. We're all having to kind of stay, work and live at home. And in keeping with some of the content I've done recently around coronavirus and general themes that fall under it, but are hopefully useful regardless, today we're looking at how to cope living with other people. How do you build sustainable relationships? relationships especially when when you're kind of packed in together and when when you're dealing with fractious um, relationships in a small domestic area and to explore this topic I've actually brought in a subject matter expert well on living with me anyway Des Clark my partner so Des if you want to just do your little introduction for everyone. Hi there I'm um, Des Clark and I'm a um, musician and educator and artist um, and like Bethan says, I live with her and I also produce this podcast, which she failed to mention and has failed to mention on every previous podcast episode. <laughs> so one of the things we will be talking about is not having petty grudges, but we'll come on to that in a little bit. <laughs> So in this episode, what I'd like to kind of cover is our experiences. We've we've lived in various configurations from living with kind of families in our youth to living with loads of people at uni. I actually shared a house with 14 other people, which was a bit um, interesting, shall we say, to kind of now living two people with, I guess, lucky we don't have children. I can imagine that's a particular challenge for people at the moment. We'll talk about some of the things, the strategies we're doing to kind of stay sane and protect our relationship in these times so Des do you want to tell us a bit about um living at uni because you you lived in like five student houses six so I lived at a university for a long time because I did my undergraduate through to my doctorate and I lived in kind of student style accommodation for all of that time um and I I I kind of thrived in it I thought it was good having your room and just like living in your room and having it all set up with your desk and your bed um and you know making forays out to the kitchen, the pub. Um. <laughs> oh, they were the times when you could go outside. See, I had a very different, I guess, view of living at university. So I I had about three or four student houses. And like I said, I shared one with 14 other people. And we all had our own bathrooms, but we all had to share a kitchen, which was, oh, it was pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was not clean. You can probably imagine like 15 people was cooking was a nightmare. But I think, again, that set me up quite well to dealing with challenging living situations. You know, when I graduated, obviously the UK housing market is crazy and I went into shared housing after that. I couldn't afford to live on my own. I've never lived on my own, actually, interestingly. And I guess kind of one of the things I found living with so many other people was that you you did have to carve out your own space, like you say, that was so important for your kind of mental health to at least have in your own room. Um, hopefully you're not sharing a room with someone else and have no other space to go, although people do live like that. Sadly, my sister shares a room with her boyfriend in London just because the rents are so crazy, but it is important to carve out your own space. And what did you do, Des, to kind of make your own space yours and, and enjoyable? 
Um, well, you know, I had musical instruments in there. I had my computer, um, like sound system. You know, I kind of just like it was. I it probably wasn't the case, but I felt like when I was in there, you know, I was isolated and insulated from everything else. The other people in the house could probably hear everything that I was doing, but it doesn't really matter um, because I was kind of assuming that they couldn't. Um, <laughs> like a psychological wall. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, and when they're in their room, you just don't, you know, you don't uh, listen. You don't question what you don't you're question hearing. what you're hearing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but then when, it, when someone's in the communal space, then they're kind of like a, a, an available social partner. Uh, I think it's about respecting the barrier of the bedroom um, was kind of an unspoken covenant in um, in a lot of my student houses. And how did you deal with conflict? Because, you know, it must have occurred. It definitely occurred yeah, in my, of course. my and student I think, houses. You know, I think because you're, you're kind of young adults, um, you don't always deal with conflict in the most um, mature way. But, you know, you learn how to deal with it and you learn how to live with other people. And that's kind of what the university living process is like, as I'm sure a lot of you listening to this will know. Um I've always been quite a kind of um, non-confrontational person. Um, and, you know, if there's a conflict, I'm always trying to kind of resolve it, trying to build consensus, um, trying to, you know, understand the shared um, perspectives rather than the differing ones. Um, but then, of course, you know, you just end up avoiding people or storming off or being angry with them. But I can never really, re- like, remain angry for that long. <laughs> That's such a British response, like, just ignore it for as long as possible and hope, hope they get your kind of passive-aggressive well, demeanour. no, it's not, it's, not, it's not ignoring it. It's just like, you know, you, you have it out, whether you resolve it or not, and then you just avoid each other for a little bit, and then it's like, you just go back to the way it was. See, I'm really different. I'm quite a confrontational person, so and this is something I wouldn't recommend doing, actually, with the benefit of hindsight and being a more mature adult now. But I used to just have it out with people. I used to be like, this is unclean, da-da-da-da-da-da, and almost have a go. And again, I think that that really wasn't a good tactic, and there's definitely a better way of doing it, like having a conversation about it instead of having a go at person, at someone, which is literally what I used to do. But, you know, I also kind of have my lines in the sand. So I think it's all good and well being kind of like, oh, let people just do what they want. And, you know, we can't hear each other in our bedrooms. But, you know, if someone's playing music at like 5am in the morning and it's pounding, surely you've got to say something there. Yeah, of course, of course. But I have a feeling that I was usually the one doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So I never really had to... uh, uh, And also because I feel like I was quite probably a bad um, housemate a lot of the time. I felt like I didn't really have a leg to stand on in terms of like calling out other people's behaviour so I tended not to do it except when things were really really bad um, and I think you know you just got to understand that if someone doesn't care you having a go at them isn't going to change anything you know <laughs> you just basically have to live with it yeah and I guess that's kind of what I wanted to hone in on on this episode was like you know how do you cope how do you how do you deal with a less than ideal living situation which kind of we're all in at the moment and have been in the past and maybe in in the future so zooming forward to the present so we've lived together now for five years yeah four or five five, i can't really remember 
dates all meld into one now since 2014 I think um and I think over the kind of past five years we've we've got into a pretty good routine of things but obviously now it's being kind of challenged by current situations so Des what what like living with someone else what has been your coping strategies around that over the years and now I think it's just about um it's mostly about just understanding that you know there's going to be tensions and you just have to kind of forgive people if they do things that you don't like. You know, if um, uh, you know if Bethan has a go at me or something, or says something like cruel. I do a lot. <laughs> I'm not cruel, but you know, says something that I think is unreasonable. Um, rather than be like, "Oh, that's unacceptable," you've got to be like, "Well, that's very annoying," and then you just kind of try and forget about it, and then you just forgive them and you move on. Um, I think you just have to be very forgiving of other people's differences and the, the fact that they may have views which you think are crazy and they probably think the same thing about the stuff that you come out with um and it's just understanding that we're all like that and you have to be understanding of other people's quirks and differences and just try to be responsible like if if uh, you know if someone calls you out on something and you are doing you realize you are doing it just try and own it even if you even if you can't admit to it at the time um you know just try and be reasonable that's what I try and do. That's such a generic thing to say, but I think it's really important. So, uh, Beth, what do you think is different about um, this current situation now to having lived together for five years? That's a really interesting question. Um, I think the fact that I can't get away from you. <laughs> that sounds Why would bad. you want to? Well, you know, sometimes you just want to be on your own. And I think that's a really difficult thing about, about this, actually, is like I cannot get any time on my own unless you go out for a walk without me or go and do the shopping without me. Um, following the government guidelines and all of that but it's just the fact that we're kind of living in each other's pockets which I'm finding quite difficult and you know I've I've got to wake up and go and work in the room next to the room I wake up in and then you go to the other room and it's just like we move five meters throughout the day maybe downstairs as well and that restriction I think psychologically is very difficult for me at the moment you know I I I normally start my day by walking to work half an hour and walking half an hour home and that's the time that I use to kind of switch off and de-stress and kind of think about things that have happened during the day and hopefully by the time I've got home I've thought about them and I can kind of move on but I don't have that time anymore and I've tried you know building it in but it's, it's not the same. No it's not the same no. And I think it's really it's it's interesting hearing you in a work context because I've never seen you in a professional context before. You know, and I'm listening to you on your work calls, and it's so funny. You know, you're kind of like so different to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. How, how am I different? You're just so um, professional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, duh. Yeah, but you know, it's a different side to you, and actually, that's quite interesting to see, because. Um, I guess knowing you since you were a student, you're still a student in my head. You're still that guy who's like, yeah, man, I'll write some music at 2am in the morning. What did you do today? Oh, I got up at like 2pm. You know, it's completely different. And that's been interesting. If And that's maybe a positive side to this, you know, is seeing that different side of you. Mm. And yeah, how are you finding it? Well... It just feels like I returned to student living, is kind of what I was saying before. Um, it just feels like cohabiting again, like with loads of people in a, in a small space where everyone's working in their bedrooms. We're very lucky, I think, in that we do we can go and work in separate rooms during yeah. the day. So we're actually, despite the fact that we're complaining about it, 
we're not as uh, cramped and cooped up as, as some people definitely are finding themselves. Um, I thought I completely agree with what you're saying about time, about commuting time, because we both walk to work or cycle to work. So it's like that's a really pleasant time um, to go out and be in the world, be outside, assuming it's not pelting it down. Um, and that's a really kind of psychologically important part of the day and really something I really miss. Um, being in my home office is not that different to being in my work office, but like going there is quite psychologically different. And you say like trying to build in time, but it doesn't work. And so I think there have been some negative coping strategies we've both been using, or I certainly have, mm. like drinking a bit more, like coming out of the office and like pouring myself a drink at yeah. half past four. Um, you know, it, and that kind of helps, but it's not, I don't think that's a sustainable or a good thing to get into for like 12 weeks or longer. Um, so I guess, you know, we all have our kind of short-term coping strategies for stressful situations, but then trying to find a kind of long-term uh, version of those strategies that isn't harmful in the long term is, is I think, a different challenge and one that um, I have not solved yet. Yeah, and I think one of my tips would be to really treat each other like you're at work. Mm, mm. I, I think it could be quite easy and we probably did it a little bit in the first week where you kind of knock on the door and be like do you want a coffee and you might be on a call or you know on video or something and that's a bit jarring but now we're very much like when the other person's in their office the door's shut we mm. almost need a little light you can flick on it's like you know work happening it, it's just respecting those boundaries and I think it's the same with any activity anyone is doing while you're living with them in this situation try and respect those boundaries you know when they're doing that activity don't interrupt them and if you're trying to do something like exercise I'm doing a lot of workouts in the garden you need to and you do respect the fact that don't come and bother me because it's so easy to be like oh can you come and look at this or do this or da 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 Mm. and that I think if we continued that for a while it would just get I would kill you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all about personal space really isn't it and and respecting that as much as is possible even it's kind of far more important to do it now that those personal space boundaries are more blurred yeah and I think when it comes to I think chores are an interesting one and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter especially um, interestingly men talk about you know now they're working at home potentially with their partners who, who are female who are women who do like a lot of the housework and maybe you know don't work they're now seeing how much work they actually do even though it's not in quotes proper work you mm. know how much work goes into housework and I think you know if, if you, you are the partner who is taking on more of the housework burden during this you, you probably need to make it very clear that actually you know it's something that needs to be shared if both of you are at home because I think that's the other thing we're creating a lot more mess at home yes. I know I normally spend about eight to ten hours outside of the house a day depending on what's going on if not a bit more and the fact that I'm here all the time means everything is getting bloody filthy mm. so keeping things clean I think psychologically has really helped me you know I try and tidy up my office every day mm. it, I do a deep clean of everything every weekend just so we have a clean neat space and I think it would be very easy to kind of live a bit like pigs in, in our own muck. Yeah, um, but that would make it so much more stressful, like coming down and it being, um, you know, not too messy in the mornings is like, mm. just gives you that space because it would just make you feel even more claustrophobic, wouldn't it? If, if it was really full of crap. Um, yeah. yeah. What's the most annoying thing I'm doing? Out of interest. Oh, that's a good question. Let's share it. Let's get it get it out in the public domain. Have it out with me. Um, 
I think, I mean, and this is something that obviously is a, just a quality of yours anyway, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's exacerbated by this. It's, it's, you know, when you're feeling, you know, like you say, you're quite a confrontational person. If you're <laughs> feeling bad about something or you're feeling any kind of bad emotion, you do tend to kind of like verbalize it, you know, and you kind of bring it into the social space. Um, and that might make might make you feel better because you're like kind of airing it. Yeah. But um, it does introduce more stress into the lives of the people around you, i.e., me. Um, and that you know that's just part and parcel of, of being in a relationship with someone. But um, I do feel sometimes I'm kind of you know lumped with it. And I know you're not expecting me to resolve all these problems, but like you know, yeah. Sometimes that's the that kind of feels like the implication. But I guess for me, like it's like you say, like having it out means it's not like sitting with me in, mm. in my mind, in my body. And I think I'm really missing the fact that I have, it sounds a bit weird to say, but like I have quite a lot of friends who, you know, obviously I'm FaceTiming with them and stuff, but I would normally meet at the pub or, you know, go and have a coffee with at the weekend. And I can't go and do that and go and be like, oh my God, there's like you know talk about you and be like oh he's so annoying he's doing this because that's my kind of way of like getting out and then they tell me I'm being ridiculous normally you know it's it's I'd love to hear they tell you being ridiculous <laughs> sometimes not all the time I guess for me it's just it's differing levels of what cleanliness is and this is something throughout our relationship and throughout living with people oh you're telling me what's life. annoying about me now yeah right yeah didn't announce that just launched into no, it no just went straight okay. into it well, I thought quid pro quo. Different standards of cleanliness, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. you know, and I come from, like, my parents' house is immaculate. And I grew up in a space that was like a white sanitised cube in some ways. You know, I had friends who came round to my parents' house and were like, oh my God, where's all your stuff? Mm. Um, my mum literally every week likes to throw stuff away and, like, declutter, which she's now a bit really annoyed because she can't do a spring clean while we're all kind of self-isolating because she's already done it. So, yeah. Um, but the fact is, like, meeting other people who have different standards of cleanliness and tidiness has been a real piece of friction. Mm. And I guess I've had to change my standards a bit and I don't want to say lower my standards, but just alter yeah it's about compromise though isn't it yeah yeah. like that's something that we've done in our relationship um but of course when you're thrown in together all of those latent tensions which you have found workarounds for yeah that's true maybe those workarounds don't actually work when it's all the time yeah like all those things are exacerbated yeah so i guess you know if you're in a situation similar to us where you know you're finding new frustrations crop up it is to realize that you know, some of the things you probably agreed on or come to kind of a non-verbalised agreement on mm. over the years don't fly anymore because we're in yeah. such a new situation. That's true. And to remember that if you're feeling stressed out or put upon or like the people around you are being difficult, you, they feel the same way. Yeah. You know, they feel like that about you. And I think just having that kind of shared understanding that it's going to be harder for both of you or all of you Um and to just try and be as sympathetic as possible to people who may seem to be acting unreasonable. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they're going through the same thing that you're going through. And what do you think the next kind of 12 weeks are going to hold? How are you going to kind of cope mentally with Well, this? I just bought a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> so that comes in two weeks. Um, I, think, I think it'll be fine, to be honest. I've always been quite a kind of... Um, there's always been a tendency in, in me to kind of be pulled in towards the, the, the hermit-like lifestyle of just, like, being on your laptop and making things or building things or, or like, reading. Um, I've never been an enormously extroverted person. 
Um, so I just kind of feel like it's a bit of an excuse to indulge my <laughs> my more like insular tendencies, which I try and repress normally. <laughs> so this is going to be domestic bliss for you. This is kind of the ideal situation, maybe. No, I wouldn't go as far as that. But, it, you know, it, certainly for the first couple of weeks, it did feel a bit nice, you know, not to have to go to work, not to have to like always be presentable. Um, <laughs> You know, not to um, not to have to go and interact with people. And I'm one of those people who finds social interactions obviously really important and pleasurable, but also they're quite draining, you know. And sometimes it's nice not to have to do that and to have an excuse not to do it. And, I, I, and of course, I don't think that I should be allowed to indulge myself in that for 12 weeks and just never talk to anyone. But it is kind of nice. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think for me, I'm much more extroverted. So I'm probably finding this again, you know, I go and see friends a lot, blah, blah, blah. But this is really difficult. And the next 12 weeks and the thought of kind of being in this confined space are a little bit daunting for me. Mm. But in terms of kind of staying resilient and I guess adaptable as mm. well, to use another buzzword from this podcast, I'm, I'm just trying to take every day as it comes and try and have things to look forward to so it's easter weekend coming up i've ordered a food package from our favorite Mm. um local kind of york place called pairings which is like a wine bar and they do amazing deli platters so i've ordered one of those they've got a you know distancing compliant delivery policy now which is great and i've got that to look forward to Mm. and then probably by the end of next week i'll have something else to look forward to and just keep my building that up so really taking every day as it comes and I've just planted loads of plants so Mm. I've got my plant babies to look after which is (laughs) so sad but it's actually quite soothing I think it's worth saying that Bethan's actually been really good at sticking to her routine and um, carrying on with the same things that she's been doing before whereas I've been saying I've just like slumped down into this like bedroom lifestyle but um, Bethan's been doing exercise in the garden. She's been Skyping with her gym group, or not Skyping or whatever. But um, Video conferencing platform of choice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and, you know, just been kind of trying to carry on as much as possible uh, with all the things that she has been doing. And that, I think, has been quite admirable. Yeah, and trying to adapt those to fit the situation. So with exercise, you know, trying to do it in my garden, I want to do a burpee challenge later, which, if you don't hear from me again, it killed me. <laughs> And just everything I was doing normally, just try and build that into my life again, but slightly differently and adapted to the current situation. Mm. And I think the final thing to remember is in whatever living situation you're ever in, you do have the power to change bits about it. You might not be able to change kind of where you live and who you're living with, but you can change the dynamic. You can implement things that will make your life better. I think, you know, if, if you're really kind of stuck inside in your bedroom, perhaps you've got housemates during all of this and it's particularly difficult, maybe get some flowers for your room, just something that's going to kind of brighten it up a little mm. bit um, and really just realise that any situation is temporary. It can't last forever. Literally nothing can last forever, so mm. it won't last forever and we will be over this. You know, it might not be 12 weeks, it could be longer. But again, if you're taking every day as it comes, try not to think about, you know, when is this going to end? Just how do I cope today? How do I deal with things today? How do I make sure my relationships are better today? How do I kind of be more forgiving of the people Mm. I'm with? Because they're undergoing the same stresses you are. I think that's a great thing Des said. You know, they're they're not, you know, doing great throughout this probably. They need a bit of support. So if you can kind of have that compassion for other people, that's really important. So thanks, Des, for coming on and airing some of our domestic bliss and issues and issues as well. Um, So we will be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you do want to leave a ratings and or a review, please do. It just helps the podcast reach more people and it just lets Des and I know that we're doing a good job and everyone's enjoying it, especially the production. Des, the magician producer here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, better late than never, eh? (laughs) Um, I guess depending on how long this all goes on for, we might update this in, you know, a couple of months and see how we're getting on. But um, until then, I guess... Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, and just a final note to say, we're not experts, but we're trying to adapt to this as much as everyone else is. So if you have any top tips you want to share, how you're getting on, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook. Please do share them there. Other people will see them and hopefully benefit them. And maybe it'll help Des and I get along a little bit better. We're getting on okay, but we can always do better. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks.